Welcome back to The Voice of Hope. This is part two of Danny Cosby sharing his testimony of overcoming addiction. So be encouraged as you listen to Danny share his testimony and know that there is always hope and nothing is impossible with God by your side. But he says, prove me now. Uh, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. Think about that. I believe, even though primarily it's speaking about tithing, and that is applicable and true, but I believe that God's saying, I want you, you're, you got time for Facebook, you got time for Instagram, you got time for your emails and your texts and your phone calls and your meetings and your calendar. Do you have any time for me? And he says, bring me your time. And he says, prove me now here. In other words, your time of worship, getting alone with the Father and just thanking him, saying, I'm not here to get anything from you. I'm just here to be with you. I'm like Martha right now. I'm at your feet. I'm slowing down. Or Mary, I'm getting rid of my Martha. And I'm being Mary. I'm at your feet. I just want more of you. And I'll tell you something. Moses came down from the hill with a glow on his face. We get the glow of the Holy Spirit that begins to glow through us. And people that are hurting. Well, I've had people tell me, Danny, man, I, I wanted to kill myself. And I went to church and you sang that song. And I, and I went home and I flushed all the Xanax. I was going to go home and take 30 Xanax and end my life. But the Lord spoke to me through that song you sang. And I give God the glory on that. You know what that is? That's us getting alone with the Lord. And even in our pain, I've sang before and everybody thought I was okay. And I'm going through hell on earth in my mind with anxiety or restlessness or tiredness. As a Christian, as a man of God. But God says, I will open you the windows of heaven. You know what I think that is? In a sense... That you and me, we become the windows of heaven. And he opens us up and he pours us out. And we become the blessing that hydrates thirsty people all around us. I'm going to tell you something. If we could see the spirit state of most men and women around us, they may look good physically, but spiritually, they're dehydrated beyond recognition. And they need the water of praise and worship and encouragement. They don't need you to show up and tell them how they're getting it wrong. I know what I'm doing wrong. You know when you're doing it wrong. I don't need somebody to tell me when I'm getting it wrong. I know that. They need somebody to get in their face and encourage them and tell them what they're doing right. Or even if they're not doing anything right, to say you can do it right. And here's what I'm with you. I'm walking with you through it. And. So I think God's goal for our life in a lot of ways is to open us up, to fill us up, open us up, and pour us out into people's lives, which is what your radio shows, what your show here is doing. The Voice of Hope is a huge window of heaven, and we're pouring out on the 11 people that are still with us. Praise God. And thank you for talking about, you had a point with me. Uh, about uh, forgiveness, and uh, I think we talked a little bit about this before the interview tonight. You know, when you go through so many things in your life, it's like you feel like, you know, God, are you, are you up there? You know, you know, hey, can you cut me a little break here and there? You know, and uh, you know, I had uh, tonight 
before the show started, I went down and checked my mail. And it's funny, you were talking about forgiveness. I got this series, it's by Joyce Meyer. It's called Burnt But Not Bitter. And it's <laughs> talking about how to move past your pain and into a new beginning. And I want somebody to hear that tonight. You know, a lot of times we get angry. Uh, I had a lot of anger from years ago, and I've never shared this a whole lot, from losing my father at 50 years old. And uh, he'd always served, the God, served God with his life, minister, and uh, he died. And I, I had seen miracles performed in my childhood, and I uh, uh, thought he could be raised from the dead like Lazarus. I believed that because I had seen miracles. I had a grandmother that had cancer removed from her uh, brain or face. It just fell off of it. I've seen stuff like that happen, but it didn't happen, and my dad died. And I, hold, I held a lot of anger. I gave up my music. Uh, I quit, you know, uh, going to church for a while. I was just angry. And a couple years later, I moved from my hometown in Tennessee and moved here to Florida. And, uh, but I realized, you know, that I had some bitterness and unforgiveness because of that. And, uh, uh, but God, I realized I never really left that. Uh, my mother, as I left Tennessee, she gave me a journal, and I have kept a journal for over 20-something years since I've lived here, and that brought me back when I started this Voice of Hope, that during those times, I never really left uh, my music and everything. I continued my writings through my journals, and once I started to learn to let go of that and start to forgive and there's some other things that I'm working on and it's important that we do realize that because the joy of the Lord is our strength and if the devil can steal that joy from us and get that root of bitterness and resentment inside us then I couldn't spread hope and love to you through this podcast and through this Voice of Hope show and I couldn't have Danny on there. So that's why, you know, we, even me included, that's why I'm working on forgiveness and things myself, and, and we all have to do that. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it brought that point back to my mind. And there's so many things that uh, we hold unforgiveness in, and we forget God forgive us, you know, and we got to forgive others no matter what they've done to us, you know. And, and forgiveness, I've learned, is more about me getting set free than the other person. Oh, forgiveness, Michelle Penninger, she forgiveness is freedom, is what she said. That is so it is. It is. I learned it's, that a month ago, and I did not get it. I did not. I said, how can, how can forgiveness be for me? I really did not get it until I started reading about it. And then it was like God was saying, how can you spread this love and hope if you have that bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart? And it, it's, you know, God really showed me that. And uh, 
it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes when you yeah things have happened and, some, and sometimes it's it takes over and over and over doing giving it back to god after you take it back and 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 knowing that the last 87 times you did it it wasn't from your heart hoping that the 88th time it will be from your heart and that God, through the power of his spirit, will liberate you. But eventually those chains will fall. I mean, my I've talked to you uh, and maybe my wife one day will share her testimony on here. She went through a very bad divorce, lost a child uh, uh, during the marriage, before, which led to the marriage falling apart and ending eventually in divorce. And uh, she's she that's been a, a war in her heart uh, is is the is letting go of actually being angry at God. Watch out, somebody, you know, and, and be be careful when you think, you know, oh well, you know, God, you hold God up on this standard, and sure, He is to be glorified, and He. But I love that God wants us to be real with Him. He wants us to bring our anger to Him. He wants us to bring our frustration, not just with other people that we have with other people to him, but he wants us to go to him and say, God, if I had you in front of me right now, I'd swing on you like Mike Tyson. And, and he wants it. Like he wants it. And I'm not talking about being disrespectful and, uh, but I'm talking about being real with God. And my wife, for example, she went through a phase where, and still goes through it where she's like, God, you know, why am I, why are you letting all of these other wicked people walk the streets? But you take my daughter who wasn't even a year old, why did I have to go through the abuse of that uh, horrible marriage? But you know what, me and you talked about this earlier, that the olive, if you could talk to an olive uh, and you could get a testimony of a crushed olive, he would say, you know, I, I had all of this uh, oil in me and the oil was valuable and a part of me lives on. And it lives on inside of this bottle on a king's table, and and I I'm used to flavor food now and to anoint kings that are being used in these situations in life. But before that, I was just an olive, and I had to be crushed in order to get the oil out of me so that I could be on the king's table. And people who've been crushed, and I tell you something, that's the thing I talked about today. I said I said I don't have anything against people who have never been through anything. I just can't relate to them. You know, if you've been through something, you know something. If you know something, you can be used for something. If you've never been through anything, it's just, you know, I mean, live a little while. But, you know, it's those it's those things you've been through. And that's what's a beautiful thing about a show like this is you, Andrea, could say, you know what? Forget it all. I'm done. This is a hassle trying to get these folks to agree to this time, trying to get folks to watch it trying to share it, all of the logistics you got to go through to set this up and to make sure it works right. I mean, there's a, we all, all of us watching need to really pray for her just for this ministry because ministry, the devil is after something like this because this ministry, the voice of hope is a ministry that takes the brokenness of life and it, and it gives God the opportunity to put all of that brokenness back on the potter's wheel and pour the water of the word through the power of the Holy Spirit onto those broken pieces of your life. And you know what a potter does? He begins to work that clay again, that broken clay, that old dry broken clay that didn't make it nowhere. He molds it and he shapes it and then he puts it into the fire. So you're going to go through a fire again. You're not just going to be remolded and everything's good. 
you're going to go through a fire, but when you come out of that fire, you're going to be used for something great. And that's what's the a wonderful thing about this show is we should never, I told the people today, I said, you, if there's anything you should not be doing, it's sitting on your story. Just because you ain't got a story like mine don't mean nothing because your story is going to reach somebody's minds, not and vice versa. We ought, the Bible says we are made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That means we need to be thinking about the blood of Jesus and how it's all about him. The word of God is for us, but it's about him. And we need to be thinking on that. And then we need to be telling our story. But Danny, Andrea, I don't have, I don't really know how to tell my story. Man, start somewhere. That's right. Write a blog, write a Facebook post, put a picture up. Ask God to give you the wisdom, the courage, and the ability. My sister just went through a, a horrendous divorce, and she went through all of the hell on that to realize that she herself had turned her back on God. She told me this, and she gave me permission to talk about it, and she said that she is she has turned back toward the Lord, and she said, what should I do? And I said, well, why don't you start doing videos? You're, you and me have the gift of, of being able to say things a certain way, and you know the Lord like I know the Lord. Why don't you share what he's done for you and she started a video blog and it's just starts somewhere you know why because it makes you an overcomer and that feels good when you say man i've overcome this that it's an emo it's 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 an emotional thing as well and it says so you start over and your emo my battery's starting to die out so i'm gonna have to put this thing back in but you help other people to overcome as well Yes, you do. We're overcome by our testimony, and that's one thing I talked about on my podcast not too long ago, is it doesn't matter what your story is. Everybody has traveled a journey in life, and they've experienced something that, you know, that someone else needs to hear, and they may not have experienced, you know, what you or I have went through, but somebody out there that they are around, wherever they are at, they can reach where we may never come in contact with them. They can give that person hope by telling their story on their job, at church, at the bus stop, at the doctor's office, at the grocery store. You don't know who you come in contact with, what they have been through. So... That's what I encourage people to do is, you know, tell your story because you, you don't know what people's going through. And I, I, I do that, you know, I try to do it in different ways to people. And then when I get to talking to people, you know, I realize they've gone through some tough stuff too. And uh, then that gives me the opportunity to say, hey, I have this show, I have this platform. If you want to come on the Voice of Hope and tell your story, that's great. If you don't want nobody to see your face, I've got a podcast. They don't have to see you; they just hear you. You don't even have you'd be yeah. you'd be in your pajamas. They don't have to even see what you look like. And I said, <laughs> if you if that's the way you want to start, we can start there. And they're like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got a couple different ways. You can do it invisible, and or you can do it on Facebook, and they can see you." And uh. You know, and I just want to share anybody's story, no matter what it is, because you ever heard that song Elvis Presley sings, Walk a Mile in My Shoes, and he quotes a poem right before he sings that song. 
He says, you have, I don't know the exact words, but he says, you have never, you don't know what it's like to be in that man's shoes or feel the way he's felt until you, you know, until you've been there. And so don't judge a man by appearance, you know, you know, talking about waiting till you get to know him until you walk a mile in his shoes. His shoes. And, yeah. you know, people uh, uh, think about that. I've heard it said before that when Jesus said, if a man compels you to walk a mile in his shoes to walk too, when Jesus said that, he said that what he, this was a preacher, he was joking, of course, but he said he thinks Jesus was saying the second mile you walk is going to be you bringing the guy's shoes back to him. <laughs> I don't want your, I, man, I'm sorry for judging you. You keep these shoes, man. <laughs> That's right. I know it's like, uh, you know, I've, said that a couple times, you know, when sharing stories with other people and, uh, you know, when they tell me their story and I'm like, oh, wow. And then I, I, I'll share and they're like, okay, I don't, I don't want to trade. We'll just stay in our own shoes here, you know. And I said, well, you know, we, we all do go do, through different things and uh, you just never know what someone's going through. And I've learned that. I've learned not to judge by appearance by what someone looks like, because you don't, you just, you don't know what, they may be on the brink of suicide, and you could say something yeah. that could just push them over the edge by just judging how they look, you know? Yeah, especially with addiction, you know, addiction uh, sometimes looks really dolled up, it can look like a doctor, it can look like a successful nurse, and then we, uh, we assume that they're doing well. And then we see a guy sitting on the side of the road with trash around him and, you know, a shirt with holes in it and no shoes. And we go, yeah, that's addiction right there. That's a, that's somebody that's a drug addict. And, and all the while, the doctor writing us our prescription has three times the medication in his medicine drawer. You know, not to judge people, but to say that exactly you. I mean, God told Samuel when he went to anoint David, he said, do not look on his appearance, for I do not see as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And for anybody watching, i got to tell you that uh, when man looks at you, he's going to judge you. But when God looks at you, he sees what he's going to do with you. He sees why he made you. He sees what he has planned for you. So if you've been judged or you or may, you may be like me, I'm my own worst critic. I look myself in the mirror and and, and make all kinds of horrible judgment calls. And God's saying, will you please, Danny, put the baseball bat down and revel and rejoice in who I've made you to be? Because I don't know about you, but I'll get caught up uh, in the next big project, the next song i got to write, the next book i got to write, the next conference that's coming up we got a speaker sing at, the, the tour we're trying to get planned. And I'll get so caught up in it, and it's good stuff. It's nothing wrong with those things. But I, I will allow it to cause me to lose my place of peace. And when I lose my peace and I lose my rest and I lose my focus on Jesus, I get to a place in my life to where I forget how good he's been to me. And so it's very important for us to stay in a continual, like you're talking about, staying in a continual state of reminding one another and remembering ourselves, taking time out each day to journal or to study or to just encourage somebody because you never know. I mean, I've talked to people time and time again who were 
He said, dude, you have no idea. I had a gun at home and I was on my way. I was going to load it and I was going to blow my brains out. But you said such and such. And it really lifted me up and helped me. Thank you. I'm not going to kill myself today. So death and life are in the power of the tongue, y'all. Let's, let's use life. That's so true because, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they see us here telling our stories. You know, we may have our hair all combed nice and, you know, look halfway decent. At least I think so. I think we do. And, uh, you know, think we have it just all together. Uh, you know, but like you said, there's a lot that goes on behind this. And, uh, you know, I, I speak to a lot of people each day and, uh, I think that they think because, you know, I'm out there, uh, you know, speaking to them and trying to encourage them that I don't have any problems anymore. And, uh, but, you know, we do every day, you know, we're just trying to do the best that we can. And uh, it's okay not to be strong someday. Some days you just, you know, need to call that friend and say, hey, I, I need to talk, you know, and. I need you to pray yeah. for me. And uh, a lot of people forget sometimes when you're that strong person that, you know, you have bad days too. And uh, I, I may be, we may be out here telling these stories and I look great, but our lives aren't perfect by all means, you know. I make mistakes every day. And uh, I always say every day is a new beginning. So... We messed up yesterday. We can start over today. And, you know, when people come to me and they, they tell me something, and they, I guess they think it's going to shock me. And I'm just silent. They're waiting for my shock reaction. And they're like, oh. And I was like, well, I don't think anything can face me. I've been through it all. And I've been through I've heard it all. Yeah. So, yeah. Been I'm the right one. All, heard it all. And I want you to share too because I know you had had a near death experience you told me about when you was at the hospital. Can you tell about that? Yes, ma'am. Um, there was several of them, but this is probably the closest to death I'd ever come. Uh, there was a time I was uh, toward the end of the addiction and I was uh, kind of really really just out of it and was getting ready to move to that phase of going to the homeless shelter but it was at the very last of the last the worst it's in my book heroin jesus um but i was with a buddy of mine again i say buddy we were ribbing and running he had a car i'd lost everything so i was with him we were still in stuff buying drugs and living that crazy life and he uh we had gotten some drugs but the drugs we got to a point to where it wasn't getting us high anymore we were just doing it to feel normal and uh the batch of heroin we had gotten wasn't very potent at all so we did it and we still felt sick and so i was already going through withdrawals my body was shutting down i was in his car we're driving through memphis and i started vomiting uh, defecating on myself. My nose started bleeding. Uh, I mean, I was, I, I was dying basically. And he goes to the med, which is funny because I was born at the med. <laughs> Think about that one. I was born at the med downtown. And now here I am. He's pulling into the driveway of the med. He does a little side turn. He up, kicks open his car door where I'm at, puts his foot 
on my hip, my left hip, and kicks me and rolls me out of his car onto the med uh, floor there, the little driveway to the emergency room. He pulls off and leaves. I'm laid out. All I remember hearing was, hey, we got one. I heard somebody scream that real loud, and I remember blacking out. And it kind of felt like I felt somebody grabbing at me, trying to pull me up off the ground, but I was out of it. And uh, the next thing I know, my eyes open, I see some really bright lights and two paddles coming off my chest, those little life paddles they put on your chest to bring you back. And they said, he's back. He's back. We got him. So that that was probably the closest to death I'd ever come. But after that had happened, uh, I remember the doctor coming in and one of the nurses coming in. And they did everything but call me a child of God. And they were so mad at me because they knew what I'd been doing. They knew what had gotten me there. They ran blood tests. They knew that I was a drug addict. And uh, But I think in love and concern, they were screaming at me and saying, you need to get your life together. You need to quit this. You're going to kill yourself. Are you an idiot? What's wrong with you? And uh, But then I left. I left that hospital and still had about, I think, $80 in my wallet. And I walked to the drug house and bought some more dope that night and got high again but it wasn't too long after that that was probably two or three months uh, i believe before september 18 2005 when it all turned when god turned everything around that's amazing i wanted you to share that story and uh, i wanted to say you know thank the guests that have uh, joined us a little late thank you david uh did a show i remember david uh he went to school with me he went to school with he says, uh, sometimes the biggest doors swing on the smallest hinges in God's kingdom. Keep spreading the word Amen. of hope. And, uh, yes, thank thank you for watching, David. And uh, thank you, son. And also someone else here, uh, Cindy Steve. She said, uh, Danny and my son were good friends and bandmates. And, boy, do we have stories. Uh they was killed in 2002. Yeah, yeah. Brad Stribling, yeah, Brad. Cindy's like a uh, second mama to me. She is my second mama, so I love her so much. Yeah, he, um, we had written, me and him had written quite a few songs together and uh, worked on a lot of projects together musically, and he, uh, I still believe that a lot of, uh, what I'm doing musically, in a sense, is influenced by that relationship I had with him musically. And uh, he uh, unfortunately passed in a really, really tragic car accident many years ago. Miss him every day. He was, uh, he was an amazing artist, amazing songwriter, gone too soon. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. There's so yeah. many that's lost in this addiction and I want to thank you for sharing and being so brutally honest tonight. And uh, uh, people can find you on Danny Cosby Ministries, a music ministry, uh, on your Facebook page also, right? Right, yeah, my Facebook page is uh, Danny Cosby Music Ministries. Uh, thank God for my wife that put that together because if she hadn't have done it, I would have dragged my feet yet again and not gotten it done. So I'm really thankful for her. 
Uh, and if you want to uh, get my music or my book yeah. or see any of my videos, we've been able to do documentaries. Uh, we've had people follow us into prisons, uh, into addiction treatment centers, and film what I'm doing in there. Uh, if you want to support, we just became a 501c3 a year ago. Uh, thanks to Cindy Steve's uh, wisdom and knowledge in that area. She's a part of my board. Uh, she helped put that 501c3 together. So if you want to make a donation to what we're doing, uh, it's tax deductible. But you can go to Danny Cosby Ministries dot com and uh, check me out or you can just find me on facebook that'd be the, probably the easiest and uh, okay. or if you want to get out there with me and reach some of these people that are in darkness you know uh man i'd love to have you join us uh just reach out to me and we'll let you know the next thing that's on the horizon to do do you ever uh travel and give your testimony to different states danny is in uh memphis tennessee and uh that's uh why i was asking if he ever traveled anywhere yeah yeah i uh, we have gone uh as far as uh, we've gone to indiana we've gone to texas we've uh, around the states around the united states just recently uh started to reach out to uh, other places in the world in mexico we okay. want to go to uganda here very soon and uh, reach out but yeah we if you got a youth group you want you know you need somebody to talk to or, or you want me to talk to or anybody you know any kind of uh, groups at your church or anything, we're, we're available. You can find us on that website. But okay. I've had the privilege. What was really awesome, too, recently was um, I was supposed to be on parole till 2020. And I'm sorry for my phone shaking. I got the charger on and I'm having to kind of hold it in my hand. Oh, okay. uh, But the uh, uh, we I was supposed to be on parole till 2020. So I still had another year. Now, this was two years ago. I was invited out to a music festival in Canada, Alberta, Canada, to sing and, and uh, show my new album that I had out. And uh, But I wasn't going to be able to travel because you can't travel or get a passport if you're on parole. And so uh, a couple that I had been counseling and working with through addiction, uh, they had some very good friends in Mississippi that they made a phone call to and back another testimony of the goodness and the grace and the awesomeness of God. Uh, they were able to get me off parole early so that I could travel to Canada and uh, be at that music festival, which also opened the door to go to Penatepa, Mexico recently and help build that church. So I mean, when I say God wants to do in your life beyond what you could imagine, I mean it. I'm speaking from experience. He's an awesome God. And he's got some really cool stuff in store for you. He sure does. And I wanted to thank you once again for agreeing to come on and tell your story and being so transparent. I know that you bless many and many to come that's going to watch this video after the show's over. And any of you out there, you know, that's you know still watching, share this out. That, you know, there may be someone out there you don't know who needs to hear this. And, uh, before we end tonight, uh, I wanted to ask Danny uh, if he would sing that song that he wrote on Bunk 51. And uh, he's got a CD, and uh, that's why I posted that picture of his book, uh, From Heroin, uh, Heroin to Jesus, and Bunk 51 is your CD of all the songs you wrote in prison, huh? That's right. Yes, ma'am. All of the songs all on that CD are from prison, written on Bunk 51. <laughs>
And you can catch all those on uh, dannycosby.com. Is that where all those That's are? That's right, yeah. Or you could even go to uh, YouTube uh, and type my name in, and we've got all the videos. You can actually access the music for free there. Uh, we got it on iTunes, on Spotify, but you can even catch some videos. We did a music video a few years ago for one of the songs that's on the video. A uh, very good friend of ours that puts music videos together for other Christian artists said they wanted to, uh, had a vision and an idea to use for uh, one of my songs. And I said, hey, I'm all about it. If you build it, I'll come. And so we uh, got together and did a little cool little music video I talked to you about earlier about uh, being able to know you're changed. You know, the song's called I Know I've Been Changed, which was the one song I didn't write on the CD. It was uh, another lady that wrote that years ago. It was an old hymn uh, in the black community, gospel community. And uh, But it's, it's all about the videos about how we are labeled with these names, addict, whatever it might be, and how the Lord wipes those away. He wipes our identity clean. And he gives us a new identity. So, That's yeah, cool. go to the website and check it out. Well, thank you, you know, for sharing all this and being so And uh, just remember, as Danny ends tonight and he sings this song, Hopeless, he wrote this song in prison on Buck 51 when he was hopeless. So if you feel hopeless out there tonight, Remember, he's been there. He's been 10 years clean, 10 years out of prison. And if he can do it, you can do it. There's always hope. If you're listening to the sound of our voices, there's hope. There's hope. So, Danny, if you would mind sharing Hopeless with us. Absolutely. I'll go get my guitar. And, uh, Andrea, I want to thank you uh, sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank you for having me on and for giving me an opportunity to share my heart uh, and my story with everyone for everybody watching going to be watching later like she said uh there is hope if you're looking there's always hope keep your eyes open your heart open there's always a reason to live it's never 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 a reason to give up um, and reach out to me reach out to andrea and we're, we're always going to be ready if as much as possible to help you but andrea thank you for this beautiful labor of love that you're doing for the lord so i'll go get my guitar thank you y'all up right there okay be right back so hopefully y'all can hear it Talking all night, and I have a song. <laughs> there it is. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Forgive me, Jesus. I really need you. And I know sometimes it seems only call on you when things are going bad. But I know that you're the only 
thinking about the things that I'd have changed if I could change. When I close my eyes, call on you, everything just goes away. See, I was feeling God opens today, but you reached out and made me okay. Hey, thank you, Jesus, for never giving up on me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah, I was blind, y'all, but now I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have died so many times. You know, the devil really had a hold of me, yeah. But it's because of you, Grace, I'm here today. I stand before you and sing. I was feeling God over today. Thinking about the things that I'd have changed if I could change. When I close my eyes and call on you, everything just goes away. I was feeling God over today. But you reached down and made me okay. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for never giving up. Thank you, Jesus, for never giving up. Thank you, Jesus, for never giving up on me. Yes, thank you. Let's show him some love. Yes, thank you, Danny. Thank you so much. To the bottom of my heart. I just, I appreciate you coming on so much and sharing your heart and soul. And uh, any of you guys out there who feels hopeless today and you feel like there's no reason to go on, there is other people out there who care. You're not alone. And reach out to someone. Reach out to Danny. You can go to Danny Cosby Music Ministry. Danny Cosby on Facebook. You can call, uh, message the Voice of Hope. We're here. So don't ever feel you're not alone. You know, reach out to someone. And, you know, keep reaching out. Even if that day that you're in right now, you feel you can't reach out. Just know others are out there praying for you. I'm praying for you, lifting you up. I do this free. I don't get paid for none of this. I do it because I love you all. And I want you to know that. And uh, thank you so much, Danny, again, for coming on. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And as I Thank always, you. The world. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And I just want everyone out there to know, if no one has told you today that you are so loved, and whoever you're around, no matter where you're at, share your story. Because you don't know who you might touch. That story that you're telling might give someone some hope just to make it through that day. So share your story. Don't ever be ashamed of your scars. Never be ashamed of your scars. Yeah, and I feel led to say this as well. I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, if anybody didn't hear 
the part about uh, going into the homeless shelter, I, uh, I feel led to say if it had not been for that man who decided to leave his house for an hour, two hours, and go to that homeless shelter, he probably was married, you know, maybe had kids. He probably worked all day long, September the 18th, 2005. He was probably tired. And I look back now and I remember how all of those guys that were in that homeless shelter were falling asleep as he was preaching. And he probably, if I was him, being a preacher, watching people fall asleep while you preach is nothing worse. Shame on you if you fall asleep. On your, shame on your preacher, too, if he's making you fall asleep. But that's a whole other sermon. But if he, if he had not had showed up that night, I mean, maybe God would have used somebody else. But God used him to water the seeds that were in my soul that night. And those seeds started popping open with life from that water, from his words. And I would imagine he probably was like, man, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm tired. My wife's at home. My kids are here. I want to eat something. I'm not going to go to that homeless shelter tonight and preach. Forget it. But he showed up. And his white boy, 25-year-old white boy from Memphis, strung out on heroin and meth walked up in the place, and God used that man to change my life, the whole trajectory of my life. If you get my book, you'll read on the front. I said, whoever he is, I'm dedicating this book to you, the man that was there that night. And I, I still haven't seen him. Maybe he was another angel. I don't know. But but I, I say that to, to staple onto what Andrea is saying. Uh, man, uh, support the ministry, but also plug into the ministry because what you do, what you think's not going to make a difference might be the difference between life and death in somebody's life. That's so true. That's so true. So thank you guys all out there for joining. And uh, just remember, I'm not just a voice of hope. Danny's not a voice, just a voice of hope. We all are voices of hope. So Amen. share your stories. And thank you all for joining. And uh, thank you again, Danny for coming and sharing your story. and I love you, sir. Appreciate what you're doing. Love you, too. And uh, I'm going to get with your wife. Tell her to message me. <laughs> well, she's... Man, that, that story she's got is... y'all. I, all I need to say is, A, two things. One, you need to have a box of Kleenex with you, and you maybe need to buy stock in Kleenex because after you're done, you're going to have put your money in buying a whole bunch of more Kleenex. You're going to have you crying... But it's not just crying for the sadness of what she went through, but the hilarious, she is hilarious, too. She's done some things, and, and the way she tells the story, she is so funny. Yeah, she'll have y'all rolling on the floor. She'll, you'll be like a roller coaster emotionally. Oh, my goodness, and then up and then out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. So I hope she can. T- I hope she comes on and tells her story. I can't wait. I'd <laughs> love to hear it. So, oh, and hi, Donna. My cousin Donna's on there. I love you, too, Donna. Thank you for joining me and Danny. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Denise Rickard, thank you for joining us. Denise, I don't see anybody on my phone. I'm sorry, but I love all of y'all that are here that knew I was going to be on here. Y'all know I love you. Y'all already know y'all get at me this Sunday at church. (laughs) Uh, And Beth Hayes-Williams and Monica Cannon-Loop-Loft. Joshua Rives, anybody that I miss, thank you guys all. 
Marty Kenny, Nikki Kenny. Thank you Marty for all joining. I appreciate you supporting, watching, and supporting us here tonight. So we're going to end tonight. And uh, don't forget to share this out and tell everybody that Danny was on The Voice of Hope and them to come listen to his story. And uh, you don't know who it could touch. So thank you again, Danny. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. And everyone out there, I hope you have a beautiful evening. And remember, get out there and spread some hope wherever you're at. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. Much love to you all. Good night.